got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 13. John chapter 13, we're continuing our series entitled, He Is, looking at the person and the character of Jesus Christ. Uh, Before we dive into the word, I want to go ahead and apologize in advance. I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, my voice may be a little raspy and... uh, uh, but I got to thinking about it, you know, being six stinks, but I got to think about it. I was like, man, well, man, me having this cold, maybe it'll put my voice octave range uh, a step lower, which gets it even closer to my hero, James Earl Jones. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, uh, you know, if that uh, if that uh, shows itself. But uh, but John chapter 13 is where we're going to be. Uh, if you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Uh, we're reading here. Uh, John chapter 11, we were there last week. John chapter 12 closes uh, Jesus's, essentially his public uh, ministry. And from John 13 on, we see Jesus in his last days before he goes to the cross, uh, minister, shepherd, invest in the life of uh, the disciples. Uh, and so John chapter 13 begins that with a uh, powerful word, which I believe is quite fitting for this Father's Day. Uh, right, a powerful word to uh, to serve, uh, to serve. And so John chapter 13, starting in verse 1, uh, we're going to read it together. If you don't have a uh, Bible with you, the verses will be on the screen, and you can follow along there. But John chapter 13, starting in verse 1, says this. Now before the feast of the Passover, Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He lay aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And we'll skip over down to. Verse 12, verses 7 through 11 speak to that encounter that Peter has with Jesus there. And Jesus letting him know the reason why he's washing feet. And then verse 12, we, say, we see it here. <clears throat> when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you are right for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you all you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have for I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Won't we pray together? Lord God, we again, we love you. We thank you for your love for us, Lord. I just pray on this Father's Day that, God, you would meet your people where they are, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Have your way in our midst, God. 
God, and I pray that we would be folks that leave differently than the way we came. Lord. We love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. It, it, it is indeed Father's Day. And so just want to say, uh, man, thank you to the fathers in the house today. Uh, listen, man, if you're a father that's, uh, man, trying your best to live for the Lord, man, continue to do so, man. Our, uh, your families uh, need you, right? Our community needs you. Um, right. Uh, your kids need you. And so continue to live for him. Those that are struggling right in that regard. Hey, I encourage you, challenge you, man, to choose to uh, live this life, walk in in a manner worthy of uh, him. Right. I, I believe that this passage in John 13 is uh, so uh, uh, fitting for uh, Father's Day because it explains the way not just us, not just fathers, not just how they're supposed to live, but how all uh, folks are supposed to. Uh, to live, right? Folks within the home and folks uh, that, that live in the workplace, right? Uh, uh, Jesus here gives an example to us on how we're supposed to live life. We're supposed to be folks that wash feet, wash feet. And you may say, Pastor Irv, man, hey, I, hey I've seen my spouse's feet, man. It, hey, it's gross. I ain't trying try to wash their feet. Well, yes, there are times when, hey, you know, physically uh, we do that. But, but this is a picture of uh, ultimate service. To one another. Ultimate service. See, washing feet in that time was one of the most disgusting, one of the most menial tasks of the day. Because back then, it's not like they had, you know, Nike running shoes or or some of those fancy shoes y'all got nowadays. Sister Gracie works at a shoe store, so I walk in there and see all those fancy running shoes they got. That's not how it was back then. Right. They had sandals. And man, they're walking around dirt roads, man, muddy roads. And so their feet were gross and nasty. And so to show, right, uh, one's uh, love, right, I mean, this was a big step. Not, matter of fact, a lot of uh, theologians say that not even slaves, man, were open to washing feet. Yet Jesus here, man, he shows, right, gives the example of the greatest way to serve, right, by choosing to wash these disciples' feet. And the call for us is to do the same. Husbands, leadership in your home consists of choosing to wash feet, man, to serve. Wives, man, serving the family consists of choosing to wash feet. Friends in here, living for Christ consists of choosing to wash feet, man. The call for us is to serve. It's to serve. And that's what I've entitled the message today, hearts of servants. Having a heart of a servant. We see here two uh, truths that I want to take away, uh, two truths that I want to take away on this Father's Day on, uh, from the text here pertaining to, right, having a heart of uh, service. So the first truth is this. We see that Jesus set the example of service by washing the disciples' feet. Jesus here set the example of service by choosing to wash the disciples' feet. It's so interesting. He, Jesus knows that his day is coming to it. You know, his, his, his time, his ministry is coming to a close. Jesus, man, he, hey, he's God's son. He knows that, man, he's going to the cross. The cross is on the horizon, on the horizon. Yet in knowing all that, he chooses to do this. Wash the disciples' feet for the purpose of, right, showing them, setting an example for them. Right, that this is how you're called to live. It couldn't have been me, brother Andrew. Man, if I was Jesus and I knew that, Jesus, and, and I knew that my time was coming, man, hey, I would have had a big old coronation, 
Hey, the king is here, brother Christian. Hey, hey, we're hey, we're getting ready to celebrate. Especially, you know, knowing the hearts of the disciples and knowing that they were going to run away not too long after. But he chose right to serve them by washing their feet. We see that Jesus set the example of service by washing the disciples' feet. Man, hey, what? Why did he serve them? Man, how was he able to serve them? Well, I'm glad you asked. First up, one I've got on this, we see it right here in uh, the text. Right, Jesus, he served them out of his love for them. Go back to the text. Look what it says. It says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. This word love, right, is that word agape, which speaks to this everlasting love, this God type of love. Jesus here, right, was able to serve the disciples by washing their feet, right, out of his love for them, his everlasting love and care for them. He served them out of his love for them. He chooses to show this act of service to his disciples, man, because his love for them was everlasting. Again, think about it. Like I mentioned earlier, we know right on record, pretty much all the disciples abandoned him just a couple of days later, and Jesus knew that. He knew they were getting ready to run. It says here in the text that one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, was getting ready to betray him. Getting ready to, hey, to sell him out for a couple of pieces of silver. Yet he still loved them. He knew Peter, man, the guy that was, that, the zealous guy, man, the guy that was on fire for him. Right, was going to deny him three times, man. But he still chose to love them. Still chose to love them, man. He served them out of his love for them. Man, his love drove his wanting to serve. And in the same way, hey, that truth applies for us in here. Hey, it is out of our love for our family, right, that leads us, that motivates us to serve them well. Can I keep going? Hey, it's out of our love for our neighbors that leads us to serve, man, them well, man. Hey, it's out of our love for our coworkers that leads us to serve them well. Hey, it's out of our love for the church, God's house, that leads us to serve the church well. Man, it is out of our love, this love that we've been shown through Christ, man, that motivates us, man, to serve well. See, some of us, sadly, we try and get it backwards. We think that our service, man, is going to lead to, man, adopting or, or, or gaining one's love for God or for people. It's the opposite, man. It's out of the love that's been shown to us on Calvary's tree, man, that motivates us, man, to be the servant leader in our home, to be the shepherd. Man, to be the person that serves in our neighborhood, man, serves that neighbor. And it's out of our love for people that motivates us to serve them. Ephesians 5, 2, it says like this. Paul says it like this. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Right, Jesus, man, out of his love, man, was motivated, man, to serve in the lowest of ways, man, to these disciples, man. And say, hey, the same ought to be for us. Even when you don't feel like, man, hey, serving your wife, husbands, hey, man, choose to serve, man, out of your love for them. Which, by the way, can I go ahead and throw this in free charge? You know this already, but I'm going to say it anyway. Right, love, right, it, it's more than just a feeling. I know there's a song or two out about that. It's more than just a feeling. It's a choice. 
It's a verb. It's an action. And so, hey, hey, even in those times, you may not feel it. Husbands, wives, folks in here, man, hey, choose, man, to love and let that motivate you to serve others. Let me keep going. Right, Jesus, he served them out of his love for them, but also he served them by humbling himself. It's interesting. Verse 3 puts it like this. It says that uh, Jesus, right, everything was given into his hand, right? speaks of this picture of his uh, sovereignty, right? Jesus was God. He is God. He was God in the flesh. All authority had been given to him. All authority had been given to him. Speaks of his sovereign nature. And what he chose to do with that, hey, what was to not be a sensation, but rather he chose to serve. Hey, he's he's getting ready, man, to, to, to go to the cross, die for the sins of the people, right? Go through an excruciating death, raised from the grave. Man, hey, go and ascend to the Father. And instead of choosing to be a sensation, right, and be celebrated in that moment, man, he chooses. Man, to serve. And he does that by humbling himself. Him taking off the garments there, right? It speaks to uh, him positioning himself, posturing himself as one of a servant or a slave. Wrapping that towel around his waist, man, it speaks to him posturing himself as a servant there. We see Jesus chose to humble himself. Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8 says Like this, it speaks to what Jesus did. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Man, Jesus humbled himself, man, and the call for us is to do the same thing. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just choosing to think of yourself less. I believe I'll say that one more time. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. It's understanding that, hey, at the end of the day, this life is, is not about me. Remember, Galatians 2.20, hey, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's not about me anymore. Man, it's about God and it's about others. And so I'm going to choose to humble myself. Here it is. Hey, before we came to Christ, man, hey, we were the center of our own universe. When we came to Christ, we removed ourselves and we put Christ there. And so daily, right, humbling ourselves looks like this, choosing to daily Make that decision to not choose to slowly creep back into that center position, but choose, hey, to slowly bow out and allow Jesus to step in and be the center for that day. We've got to choose to humble ourselves. Choose to humble ourselves. The Christian life is not just a small part of who you are. It's not just a compartment of who you are, man. It's everything. It's everything. It's all of who you are. Man, Christ is everything. Christ is how, man, hey, we we serve our families, lead our families. Christ is how we work in the workplace. It's in Christ how, how we serve others and love others. 
But in order to be like that, man, hey, we've got to choose to humble ourselves. Jesus, man, humbled himself, man. He set the example of service here in washing the disciples' feet. But, hey, we know that he set an example just a few days later in a much greater way, right, by going to the cross and emptying himself for you and me. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Hey, you didn't deserve his, his precious blood on the cross. I know you may have perfect attendance in church. You had perfect attendance in church as you were a kid, but you didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. Man, but he chose to empty himself anyway, man. He set the example of service, man. We see that first point there in verses 1 through 5. Jesus set the example of how we're called to be folks that serve. Then secondly and lastly, right, we see this truth here, that Christians are called to follow Jesus' example and serve others. This is what Jesus says in verses 12 through 17, and he says, hey, just as I've done this, man, as I've washed your feet, hey, you choose to wash one another's feet. Hey, you choose to serve one another, serve each other. Man, serve, hey, those outside of this group, this context, man. Christians are called to follow Jesus' example and serve others. Hey, you know, the Bible talks about that. First John 2, 6 tells us that we're called to walk as Jesus walked. It's not just enough, right, whenever it comes to, uh, you know, our walk with God to just describe to the things that Jesus did and, and see those things as cool, right? The call for us is to walk in those things. Called to follow his lead in them. Many are cool with what knowing Jesus gives us. But many struggle with the call to understand what knowing Jesus calls for us to give. I believe I'll say that one more time. Hey, many, hey, many folks, man, struggle, or many folks are, are content or cool, man, with knowing Jesus because of what he can give us. But many in the Christian faith struggle, man, with understanding this call of what comes with knowing him. It's called to give. It's called to give up your life. And the call for us is to follow, man, his example of service to others. A call to surrender every single day. A call to a life of service. Man, we're called to follow Jesus' example to serve others, man. What does that look like in your life? What does it look like in your life? Real quick, how do we do that? How do we follow his example? And the first way we do that is, hey, man, choosing to follow his posture of humility. Hey, we've got, we've got to learn to adopt a posture of humility and posture ourselves, man. And what that looks like is daily dying to ourselves every single day. And I get it. Hey, this is tough, man. Tough. I, I, hey, I struggle with this myself. A lot of times the Lord has to humble me, you know, and and oftentimes the humbling comes. It's not in this context. A lot of times, you know, like I said before, I love playing basketball. It's a lot of times it's on the court. Lord has to humble me and remind me, hey, Irv, hey, you're, hey, you're, you're, you're but a man. I know I've called you to preach, but hey, you're but a man. Sometimes I think, man, I'm more than that. And then I get out there and pull a hamstring, man, just getting up from the bleachers. And I'm reminded, hey, but a man. Get out there and airball a couple of three-pointers in a row, Pastor Greg, and I'm reminded, I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm playing at the local rec center here in town. Say that facetiously, but hey, listen, in, in 
Real talk, though, man. We've got to learn, man, to follow Jesus' example, man, by having a posture of humility, humbling ourselves. James 4.10 says it like this. Hey, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Here's the truth. Hey, you know, I'm speaking to all folks, not just men in here. Hey, if, if we don't choose to be folks, man, that humble ourselves, man, Lord has a good way of choosing to humble us. And, 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 hey, we don't want the Lord to humble us. Man, we, hey, we want to choose to humble ourselves, man. Humble yourself before the Lord. So, men, hey, humble yourself and serve your wife. Man, ladies, humble yourselves and serve your husband. Parents, love and serve your kids. And, by the way, that's not just, hey, giving them whatever they want. We, hey, we need a little less, than, less of that in today's time. Man. But, hey, you, you humble yourself and serve your kids by giving them the most important thing, Jesus. Give them Jesus. Lead them to him. And choose to follow Jesus' posture of humility. Hey, Jesus, Son of God, man, chose, man, to take up the posture of a servant, lay aside those garments, man, and wash the feet of these disciples, knowing that many of them were going to run away a couple of days later. Hey, choose to humble yourself. Choose to humble yourself. Secondly, what that looks like is, hey, choosing to honor all people. Honor all people. It says here in the text, right, that Jesus says, hey, no, hey, no servant is greater than their master is. Servant is greater than their master. He speaks to a title. These disciples, man, hey, they're going to move on. They're going to be, hey, big time figures in the life of the first century church. And, you know, a couple years later, several years later, Jesus is trying to, hey, give them some encouragement. Hey, at the end of the day, listen, the call for you is to honor everybody. Hey, you're, you're not too big. Man, for you to be able to love and serve others. And hey, the same truth applies for us in here. Hey, we're called to honor all people. Honor all people. Here it is. Hey, don't allow for your position to keep you from having a posture of service. Hey, don't don't allow for your intellect to keep you, man, from the mission of service to others. Don't look down upon folks. Man, choose to honor all people. Man, I had a guy like that, a um, new guy like that. Matter of fact, he was my former pastor when I was serving at a church in New Orleans when I was in seminary, Dr. Ken Taylor. Uh, dude was one of the smartest guys. He's, he is one of the smartest guys I ever met, man, and his wall shows it. He's got, you know, he went in his former life, before he was called to ministry, man, pursued law, ended up getting a Jewish doctorate, was an, an attorney there in his town in North Alabama. God called him to ministry. So he he went to seminary, didn't just get a master's degree, ended up getting his Ph.D. in missions. And then he said, you know what? You know, I need to make a little more supplemental income for my family. So I just go ahead and get a library science master's degree so I can work in the library there at the seminary. Several degrees. Got several of them. Man, smart as all get out. But at the church and he was the pastor there, by the way, so had the position too, professor. At the church that I worked at, man, every Friday night we uh, uh, did, you know, homeless ministry there in New Orleans, the community there, man, you know, a lot of homelessness. And Dr. Taylor, every Friday night, would drive that van over, man, to Claiborne and I-10 right there, man, in homeless city and pick up several loads of homeless folks, man, and drive them to the church so they can get a meal to eat and hear the gospel every Friday night. Hey, those homeless people couldn't do nothing for them. 
a lot of times, man, they would act a fool, man. There'd be multiple times they'd get into fights on the van, get into fights at the church. I mean, it was it was rough. But hey, he understood, man, what Jesus shared here in this call to honor all people. Call to honor all people. And the call for us is to do the same thing, man. To honor all folks, man. Honor all folks. And even the lowly, man. Even the broken. Service looks like choosing to speak to that person that no one else speaks to. Man, service looks like inviting that family to dinner. Hey, service looks like this. Hey, choosing to honor that person even though you may have a difference of opinion with them. And if they're lost, hey, so that they can hear the good news of Jesus Christ, man, and come to faith in him. Hey, choose to honor all people. Man, Jesus showed that here. He's the son of God again. He didn't have to wash their feet. But he chose to do so anyway, man. Honor all people. Romans 12, 9 and 10 speaks to that. Paul in his discourse, right, on how to live the Christian life. He says it like this. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. By the way, abhor what is evil. Let me go ahead and throw this in free of charge. Again, hey, honoring all people, even folks that have different opinion. If their opinion, man, contradicts the word of God, that doesn't mean that we affirm their opinion. Right? That just means, hey, we choose to love and honor that man. A lot of times that looks like us stepping in and sharing the truth. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with a brotherly affection. And last part, outdo one another in showing honor. And hey, honor all people. And then thirdly and lastly, right, what it looks like, man, to serve is this. Hey, choosing to make the most of the hours that we got. Make the most of the hours that we got. I didn't mention this at first, but but it's not by accident the first verse in chapter 13 speaks to right the fact that Jesus knew that his hour had come. John the Revelator didn't just add that in there by accident. Didn't just add that in there by accident. Right? He's sharing this truth here. To get us to understand, right, that Jesus' time was coming to a close. And the first thing that he chose to do was to wash feet. The first thing that he chose to do was to wash feet. He chose to wash feet because, hey, that was making the most of the time that he had. And so in the same way, hey, service, man, is making the most of the time. Each of us have a limited, time, limited amount of time that the Lord has given us on this earth. Making the most of that time is choosing to live a life of service for God and to others. Living a life of service for God and to others. Hey, hear me. Going to the beach, man, that's great. Some of you are thinking, uh-oh, man, he's getting ready to, you know, start meddling now. No, go, hey, going to the beach is awesome. It is. But making the most of your time, man, in this life is the daily investment in your kid's life by giving them Jesus. Man, going to the lake is great, but service to the kingdom of God by serving in the local church, man, is making the most of your time, building God's kingdom. And so, hey, choose to serve God and to serve others. You may say, Pastor Irv, listen, you talk about serving, man. I got, hey, got this big family. I don't have time to. Man, to serve, you know, go on a mission trip. 
have time to serve every single week at the church. Hey, can, can I encourage? Hey, it's all of our ministry if you've got a family in here. But, but, but hey, your primary ministry, man, is your family. You got plenty of time for them. That, that's your first ministry. Hey, so, so serve them. Hey, humble yourself and serve them. Even when you don't feel like it, hey, invest in them. Love them. Care for them. Man, choose to serve, man. Choose to serve God and others. Make the most of the hours that we have. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. By the way, hey, this is a command. Make the most of the hours that we have left. Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. He says this. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And then he says it again. In a similar way to the church in Colossae in Colossians 4, 5. He says it like this. Walk with wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of your time. Man, hearts of service, man. Hey, may we be known right as servants more so than, man, how great of a military career that we had. Hello. Hey, may we be known, man, as servants of the Lord, right? And our families more so than, man, how great of a job I do in this certain career. Or, hey, oh, hey, how, how great of a parent I'm portrayed on social media. May we be known, man, as servants more so than... Man, our own name. I don't know about you, but I want to be known, man, as a servant of the name above every name, more so than I want my name to be known. And may that be the same, man, for all of us in here, man. Man, we be servants. Servants. I'll close with this. D.L. Moody, a famous preacher, wrote these words next to his Bible in Isaiah 6, 8, that chapter where Isaiah... It's called of the Lord. He sees the Lord, right, in his glory. He's shook up, and his life has changed. And he wrote this in uh, his Bible next to Isaiah 6, 8. It says this, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will. What does it look like in your world, man, to serve? To serve. Listen, by God's grace, man, we can all answer this call that Isaiah gives in Isaiah 6. Hey, who will go for me? Who shall I send? We can all answer the call to say, here I am, send me. Hey, we can answer that call to our family. We can answer that call, man, to our neighbors, Answer that call to those in our workplace. Man, we can answer that call. May we choose to be like Jesus. Man, and exhibit a heart of service. And who knows, man, when we choose to answer that call. This very world that, man, we're crying about going to hell in a handbasket. Maybe one that's won over for Christ because of our willingness to serve.